This is Give Me Some Truth. This podcast features appearances from Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, and myself, Mitch DeWitt, from Walkner Condon Financial Advisors in Madison, Wisconsin. Give Me Some Truth is dedicated to providing an accessible and authentic view into the financial services industry, as well as current events and investment concepts that you can apply in your day-to-day life. Here are your hosts. Nate Condon. We have Mitch as well, and we have a special guest. Mitch, you want to introduce our special guest today? I sure would. Today we have Matt Winsenreed from Realty Executives in our booth. And Matt, welcome to the program. Hey guys, thanks for having me. It's an awesome day out today. I'm excited to chat with you guys a little bit about the real estate market and what I have going on. Yeah, thanks for coming in. So for starters, could you just tell us, and well, not only us, but the audience, right? The podcast audience, could you tell the audience a little bit about who you are, little background on, on where you're from and, and what that looks like. Yeah, sure. So again, Matt Winsenried with Realty Executives. Uh, born and raised here in Madison, so I grew up here on the west side. I'm super proud of the fact of being from Madison. I've, I've loved watching it grow throughout the years and, and um, seeing things like uh, companies like Epic just expand and what they've been able to do for Madison and American Family on the east side. And just just proud to be um, from Madison, from Wisconsin overall as well. So I grew up here, um, snuck away, went to school at Minnesota. Um, so I am uh, a gopher. Uh, a huge gopher fan, yeah, right? Yeah. No, I'm not a huge gopher oh. fan. So <laughs> growing up in Madison, I, I kept, uh, you know, kept my allegiances to um, the Badgers um, and, and now are season ticket holders for my wife and, and I are season ticket holders for basketball, football in the last couple of years, volleyball, which has been a lot of fun for us to um, go out and check out. So that's a lot of fun. So yeah, uh, born and raised here in Madison. Um, and then I've uh, been selling real estate since 2006. So I got into it um, right as the market um, was starting to crumble a little bit um, back in 06 and 07. And so it was actually a perfect time for me to, to get in on the market because a lot of the realtors at the time are used to um, just uh, the market being easier for them. And so they're used to almost just taking orders, taking phone calls for, for properties and, and taking people over and write offers right away. And so when things became a little bit more difficult, um, they were really frustrated where for me, I said, well, let me think about this as this is the norm. Let me just put in the work now. So then if and when the market does shift, then I'll be in a perfect position to, to take advantage of it. So in 06 and 07, I just really started putting in some um, uh, hard work and effort into just uh, the grind, uh, really just working hard to make sure the experience that I'm giving my clients um, are is above their expectations and just doing small little things along the way to stand out. And then I also uh, made it a point to stay in touch with them even after the transaction, which I think a lot of r- realtors, especially um, you know during the first boom back in, in the late 90s, early 2000s, they would sell a home and then they wouldn't talk to their clients again because they had new clients to, to worry about. So again, I had the mindset of let's put down a solid foundation 
back then, and then when the market turns, and I'll be in position to take advantage of it. And really, um, I'm proud of myself to have that that mindset at the time, that perspective at the time, and that really is what what happened. I was able to take advantage when the market started correcting itself again. That that um, my business really took off, and at that point, I realized I needed to to start a team to really be able to accommodate. Um, the amount of business and, and still give the, the type of service I was giving as an individual agent. And there's a few things that I hear when I listen to that. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned team towards the end here, but also towards the beginning, just the, the client service. And it's not just a one and done transaction, right? So as you have grown, there's, it still says Matt Wins and Reed, right? But it's Matt Wins and Reed Real Estate Partners. So you mentioned your team. Now, mm-hmm. how could you talk a little bit about who your team is? what kind of roles they might have, but then ultimately getting back to the client, how that helps enhance that client experience. Yeah, absolutely. So I started to grow a team when I realized that I was getting to my personal capacity to handle clients and handle it well. I'm really, uh, I take a lot of pride into um, my experience that I provide people when I work with them. And so when the wheels started getting a little wobbly, I realized that um, for me to be able to grow and still be able to give this this um, uh, type of experience I wanted to our clients, I needed to bring on some more people. So um, probably about six or seven years ago, I brought in my first admin just to help with more of the paperwork and um, uh, loading information into our MLS system and, and taking some of the um, things that I didn't even do all that well. I was fortunate enough to be able to do those, uh, those tasks good enough, but I didn't do it great. So I brought in somebody that worked on the attention to detail really well. So um, so I brought her on, and within six months of bringing her on, our, the wheel started wobbling again because she was able to open up my capacity uh, to free up my, my time and, and energy to bring in more business. And so um, within about six months, I realized I needed to uh, bring on a buyer agent. So at that point, I hired my first buyer agent, Andrew. And then so he was able to help uh, still give excellent service to our clients, specifically our buyers. Um, and then with having um, Hannah at the time as our our, um, our main admin person, she was able to handle all the paperwork and free him up to be able to cater to our clients and do what he did best. Um, so that was the start of, of growing the team. It came out of necessity. I, I wish I would say I had the forethought knowing that you know the market was going to start to improve and, and we need to put in place all these specific roles. But it came out of necessity, mostly out of my desire to just give a really good experience uh, to our clients and realizing that at, at those moments... Um, things were starting to get a little shaky with what I was providing, and I was frustra- frustrated with that. And so um, it was more out of necessity that I, I started building a team. So would you say, and then obviously you're in a biased position to answer this question, but sure. um, you know, obviously working with somebody that has a team behind them, e- even if it isn't you, somebody else in the community, your your view of that is that's a better experience for the end client than working with a realtor that's trying to be kind of a, a solo shop or jack-of-all-trades. Um, can, can you expand on that question? Yeah, absolutely. And you said a, a, a solo agent is trying to be a jack of all trades, right? There's a lot of different hats and um, responsibilities during a real estate transaction, and very few realtors can handle all of them well. Um, fortunately, I was enough, and in, in my personality style worked well to be able to handle each aspect fine. Um, but once I got to a uh, position where I was working with you know 20, 25 transactions a year, I just couldn't stay on top of everything. So having a team behind you, and then if you do the team right, and I think my team has done a great job with this, each person have, having their specific role, um, and in and, and that role, what I do is actually hire per role. So if, if I do a personality test, uh, the DISC, D-I-S-C personality test is what the one I prefer. 
And I make sure that each person's personality matches the role. So if it's something that needs um, attention to detail, that their personality is one that likes attention to detail, that likes to read through the contracts, find, pull out the dates, um, find out what the different contingencies are, and then let our clients know specifically what to look out for. And then people who are more personable and, and just really easygoing, um, I put those people in roles of a buyer agent. And so when you meet them, you, you just really feel comfortable with them right away, that these people are, are caring and, and um, do a good job just listening and making sure they're providing value through showing you the right properties and stuff like that. And so I, I, I identified what uh, type of person fits each role, and then I filled those roles with the right person. And not all teams do that. Not a lot of teams here in Madison. We, we're, we're fortunate we have some great realtors, both individual agents and teams. But not everybody runs a team um, with that kind of perspective saying, hey, not everybody is great with attention to detail. So I'm going to find that person um, that is good with attention to detail and make sure that nothing falls through the cracks. And for me and my team, what that's um, fleshed out to be is that everybody just loves their role. They love the team. We all mesh well really together. They come in and, and they're doing things that they enjoy doing. I don't enjoy you know the detail work. I can do it, but that's not my thing. But um, Brittany and, and now Chandra on my team, um, they love coming through, the, uh, the looking for the details, and that's, that's something that just really fits with who they are. And then Andrew, uh, my, my lead buyer agent, the, uh, the first buyer agent I, I, um, I hired, he's still with me as a lead buyer agent. And then we have two other buyer agents too, and they just love people. You, they'll host open houses and, and um, just getting great conversations with people and want to follow up with them and want to just get, provide value and stuff like that. So yeah, like you, you mentioned, it, you, you, you have to be a jack of all trades um, and be good at each of those, and it's rare. Or you have to have a team that's specific um, roles that are being met by the right people. And, and fortunately, I think my team is one of the best in the area that, that does that. So how has your role changed over the years then? Starting back uh, over a decade ago yeah, now, right. when it was just you, mm -hmm. right? And now you're managing this, this successful team. So could you just talk a little bit on how your role has changed and what that looks like currently? Yeah, that's a really good question. It's it's funny because sometimes I just get caught up in the busyness of it all, and again, just hiring and 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 just trying to provide a great experience with our clients that I forget um, to reflect on where where I've come from. So yeah, for, so originally um, it was just me and, and working all aspects of it and and working with both buyers and sellers and and through the transaction, working with the title companies, and there's a lot that goes goes into it. Um, and so my role has changed from working individually with with um, buyers and sellers to trying to pin them um, up with our best, um, the best person on our team that, that fit their needs. Um, I still work with buyers and sellers. I just don't work with them as much. My time now is, has shifted. I try to be a little bit more protected, protective of my time because my, my best values is making sure my team is running at high capacity and running well. And then therefore they're providing great great experience um, to the, our, our clients that way. And so my role's changed from being that, that person providing the great um, experience directly to our client to making sure our team is run well and smooth and making sure all the processes are good and, and, and that the experience is still great on a higher level um, to make sure our team is ready to go when we work with buyers and sellers directly. So I still work with buyers and sellers, just not as much as I used to because I really want to make sure the team is dialed in. So I would assume that that leveraged effect or that uh, kind of trampoline effect, if you will, that a, that a team offers um, makes it so that a lot of things happen behind the scenes that the, that the client doesn't see happening. Um, I mean, can you almost... 
try to put a, 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 a not a percentage basis on it necessarily, but you know, of all the work that goes into a deal, how much work is being done by your team behind the scenes that the client doesn't see or or isn't um, you know kind of directly privy to? Yeah, there's a ton, and, and sometimes it, it might be good for us to to show our clients or let them know how much we're doing behind the scenes, um, just so they get. It. Now we we have the pleasure of working with some awesome people who trust us and get it and and respect us, and and um, it's a great great setup. They just the trust that they have for us and know that we're working hard behind the scenes, um, that they don't necessarily uh, care or, or need to know what's going on. But between um, contacting title companies, inspectors, um, appraisers, making sure that we're hitting the deadlines, um, making sure we're talking to the, the lender and the, the appraisals getting out there and making sure loan commitments on time and, and uh, that we got a pre-approval letter and all those details, making sure the timing of closing works out for everybody. I mean, just the amount of effort goes uh, into just closing, finding a time to close for both the buyers and the sellers, and sometimes there's another party, whether one of them are buying or selling beforehand. There's a lot of back and forth that needs to happen between each individual person and the title companies involved, and that's just one aspect of it. But if you think of trying to schedule the appraisal and making sure that we're getting the right information back from the in inspectors and getting contractors sent out and getting bids on different things, um, there's a lot that happen happens behind the scenes that for the most part, you know, I think our clients just trust us and, and um, we just give them what's most important information um, as they need it. But, uh, you know, we're, we're an open book. I love saying that that um, our clients can ask us anything about, about how real estate works and, and how their transaction is going. And we're happy to share everything that's going on. But a lot of times it's just uh, too much clutter if we were to share every single step that we're doing with them. And full disclosure here, I, my wife and I used Matt and his team when we bought our house about a year, almost exactly a year ago, mm -hmm. now that I think about it. <laughs> and, and I think in four days, it's going to be a year. That yeah. year went by pretty quick. Yeah, it did. So, so full disclosure on that, but I, I can speak to the client experience there, and, and they, they were an excellent resource. Even just recently, we looked through, hey, what does it look like if we want to do some remodeling? And I reached out to Matt and his team, and they provided me with some contacts in the area. So even just things like that, to your point, the transaction happened about a year ago, right? But the relationship continued beyond that. So I can speak to that personally, and, and exactly, I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for saying that. That's exactly what we're looking for. And we're not just looking to just check you off a list. You know, and sometimes you run into big teams that are like that, and they just need to focus on what's in front of them at the time. But we're looking to establish relationships. So we want you to call us and, let, and ask if we have a great um, resource for them, whether it's um, contractors or financial advisors like you guys, you know. And so we love being that resource for people after the fact. And then we also love doing events and staying in touch with our clients that way. So we have uh, Brewer trip that's we're, that's uh, happening in May here that we're going to take um, clients out to Miller Park and we're going to feed them and have drinks and just go out and, and do that. And then we do uh, different events throughout the year as well as um, we rent out a movie theater and we do a kids movie that way. Um, we'll we'll go to Schuster's Farm in the fall and do a fall family day. Um, and then we'll also rent out a bowling alley and just have people come out and bowl. And it's just an opportunity for us um, to say thanks for the continued support to our past clients and, and just be able to stay in front of them. The whole, uh, you know, we want to say top of mind, uh, but we also want to do it in a way that provides value to them. And so throwing these different events throughout the year, staying in touch through through giving you suggestions on contractors or painters or um, mechanics and stuff like that, um, still gives us an opportunity to stay top of mind while providing value. You know, I, I always want to just cut through the fluff and, um, and make sure that if we're providing you something, there's substance there and not just making up reasons to, to, to stay in touch with you that way. So, so what does your geography look like? And, and by that, I mean, 
you're in the Madison area, mm-hmm. right? But are there certain buyer's agents on your team that have certain parts of Dane County or certain neighborhoods even? And if you could just speak a little bit to that. And for example, you live in the Nakoma neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So for those Madisonians listening to the podcast here, you probably have heard of Nakoma. It's it's not far from where we're recording this podcast here. But are there geographic boundaries with different agents on your team? How does that work? Yeah, so we work Dane County, and sometimes we'll even um, go a little bit outside Dane County if, if our clients need to. Um, and so I'm born and raised here on the west side, which I'm proud of that as well. But um, And our focus has been um, more west side-centric, uh, just based, based on where I've lived, where our office is. Um, but the nice thing is, since growing the team, and now you, you asked me about the team makeup before, now we're up to uh, nine of us on the team. So myself, five other agents, and then three admin. And so um, with having the different agents on our team, uh, some of them live on the north side of town, some of them live on the far east side of town. Again, I, I live here on the west side. We have somebody in Fitchburg. And so we can uh, cater to um, buyers and sellers, all parts of Dane County, because of that. Now, again, our focus, mostly because the, 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 the first few years where I was really putting in the effort effort and time had been on the west side of town, that we've been able to lead the west side in sales the last four years, which is something I'm proud of. Um, but we, we, I don't want to pigeonhole ourselves into only being the west side um, realtors, specifically because we have um, agents on our team that work on other, um, that live on other parts of town, grew up on other parts of town. Almost every one of our agents, think uh, everybody on our team, all but two, uh, grew up here in Madison. So that's something where we have some insider information um, just because people used to ride their bikes. I tell people all the time, I'm on a listing appointment last week out in the Meadowood neighborhood and, and say, yeah, I know this area pretty well. I used to ride my bike through here to get to T-ball or, or uh, baseball with the YMCA. And, and so I, I know the ins and outs of different neighborhoods and so so do the other agents on my teams because they grew up here and they know um, the back way to get to um, certain you know parks and stuff like that too. I was going to say rhythm booms when it used to be at Warner Park. It's always nice to have insider information on how to get out, avoid that traffic. Now that they moved the, the fireworks downtown, it's a little bit different. But um, just as an example of, of uh, us knowing Madison as well as we do, and not specifically on the west side, but Dane County wide. And then we'll go up to Poinette and we'll go out to, um, yeah, well, Stoughton's still in Dane County, but other parts of the area as well, um, depending on our, on our clients' needs. So if it, we would be um, remiss if we didn't ask you in terms of um, you know buyers calling you or, or people wanting to list their house calling you. So if you had the ability to say um, from this point forward, uh, every initial um, uh, interest or call that I get in my office, if I could make this one thing happen or if I could have the, the clients have this one thing done or be prepared, uh, every time they call me, my life would be significantly easier and the transaction would go better. What would that one thing be? That, uh, that the client would either have done, have thought about, be aware of uh, before they contact you or any other realtor in the area? Yeah, that's a great question. Now, it's different whether they're looking to buy or looking to sell. And so if you're looking to buy right now, it's so competitive. Having all their ducks in a row financially is going to be key. So um, one aspect there is that uh, having a down payment ready to go that, that shows that you're a strong buyer compared to somebody that only has three five percent to put down so um it's a great setup for you guys so if you've talked to your financial advisor have an idea as to what funds you have available to use for down payment um so right away if we see that property the first time out and it's it's a home run it's a 10 out of 10 on what you're looking for you already have everything you need to make a strong offer and and right now you know sellers can be picky and so if they see an offer that comes in and find uh, the the purchase price is great but it's five percent versus purchase price is great and it's 20 50% 50% down, 
um, they're going to uh, be more apt to take that offer that has more down. So if you're looking to purchase, um, having your ducks in a row, having a pre-approval letter, but also just making sure you have that down payment, um, you know where those funds are going. You don't necessarily need to have it necessarily need to have it in a you know checking account at the moment that we meet, but knowing that where you're going to get it. So being able to chat with your financial advisor and get an idea as to where you're going to pull those funds, make sure you have a strong down payment would be uh, one thing as far as buyers go. And to answer your question on the seller side, you know, the much I would just want sellers to give us as much time as possible. We have an interior designer that we like to send out. And so a lot of times I get um, sellers reach out to me and say, hey, we want to put our house on the market next week. And we can accommodate that, but it's going to be a, a better experience for everybody. If we have a little bit more lead time, we can send our interior designer out, make those little tweaks, make sure each room has a purpose to it, make sure everything's just um, wel welcoming to a buyer, making sure that rooms don't feel claustrophobic when people walk, walk into them. And so and have that lead time to be able to set that up and get a professional photographer out there and do a, a highlight video and, and do a lot of different marketing pieces that we have um, to do that before um, before we actually um, are under the gun uh, as far as getting the property on the market. And I'll speak just, just um, for a second here uh, in regard to what you said. Um, meeting with your advisor when you're having this um, transaction happen in your life or having this transition from one house to the next or buying your first house is so in incredibly important. We've helped clients um, that are, are in the situation that Matt's referring to where they needed a little bit more down payment or they needed earnest money or they needed whatever it might be. And they didn't even think of, of you know, a, a certain, um, you know, bucket of money being usable or I didn't realize I could use this or I didn't realize that, you know, if I use this, but if I get the money back in a certain period of time, then it's no harm, no foul. Um, so, you know, having those conversations with your professionals in your life uh, are, are hugely, hugely important because uh, it might open your eyes to a different way of structuring the deal that you didn't even realize. Um, and it might be the difference between you getting that house that you're looking for and potentially losing out to a better offer. So we're a little over 20 minutes here and we're, we're getting towards the end of the podcast today. But when you look out five years, 10 years, 20 years, at that point, when you start Maybe you're thinking about retirement <laughs> and you've got this team built and what does the long-term plan look like for your team? Because maybe 30 years from now, there's there's a decent chance you might not be doing this anymore. You might be on a beat somewhere or maybe you're still here in Madison. I don't know. But what does that look like from trying to build a team that lasts? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, again, I mentioned, alluded to it earlier. You, you know, I, I wish I could say I'm, I'm that business owner that has this foresight and has every step of the way planned. Um, a lot of it's reactionary. And, and fortunately, I've been one to be able to um, uh, be flexible when, when things come up. So I don't really have that 20-year that plan. You know, I don't know exactly what that vision looks like. I mean, I know what I'd like to see the next three to five years look like. I want to continue to, to develop um, a team that caters to our clients and knocks it out of the park. I think... The, the size of my team is where I'm really comfortable with. We might add a couple more, maybe get up to about 12 or so. Um, and my goal is just to continue to provide awesome service to the Madison area. Um, and, and for me, I'm competitive, so I love to be the, the, the number one agent in, in South Central Wisconsin. So that's the overall uh, goal of mine to get with my team. Um, not that that's life or death, death to actually get there, but I need to shoot for something. Um, so as long as we're continuing to provide awesome service to our clients and we get great feedback and, and we're providing value, that's where I, I want this to be in 30 years, that somebody can say, look at the, the longevity of, of this uh, business that, that Matt's been able to grow. I think a lot of people can have great years. You can have one-offs there, but to 
to have a legacy. We're in the middle of the NBA playoffs right now, and you think of the Lakers in, in Boston and these teams that have you know legacies. Um, I'd love to to have that not only just a one off. Hey, the um, you know, Cavs might have won it, you know, a couple times with LeBron, but outside of that longevity, you know, you look at teams like the Lakers in Boston and stuff like that. So I'd rather, not that I love either the Lakers or the Bostons, I'm <laughs> out there, I'm more of a Bucks fan, and we definitely need a lot of help there. Um, but I'd rather be, and my goal is to, to have this this longer legacy and then just have, oh, you know, Matt had a great three-year run in the real estate game. You know, it's like, no, you know, Matt's been able to develop this this team and, and have this uh, longevity um, for 20, 30 years. And, and maybe I've, you know, my daughter in 20 years takes over the team and, and runs it even better than I'm currently running it. So that would be the overall hope. And then uh, within there, I hope that we'd spend some time on the beach together, actually, uh, which would be a lot of fun, too. I would enjoy that as well. <laughs> Having our daughters play with each other on the beach is a is a fun uh, a fun idea. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Matt, for coming, and we really appreciate your time. Yeah. Uh, if you're interested in. Um, even having beginning conversations about buying homes, selling homes, um, please make Matt uh, one of the one of the people that you contact. Um, and 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 I'm sure he would say this too. Um, it, it's not a bad idea to interview a few different real estate agents and teams in the area. So if you're in the, in the market for a buy or excuse me to buy a house or to sell your home, uh, look at a couple different agents. Make Matt uh, one of the people on that list. And um, if you have any additional questions on this podcast or if there's anything that you would like Matt to answer further, don't hesitate to contact us. We'll get those questions over to Matt, and uh, we look forward to talking to you soon. Great. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Thanks for coming in. Advisory services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, and Mitch DeWitt are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Guests on the podcast are not registered, and their participation in the podcast are limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments that guests make should be construed as giving investment advice. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.